Hello and welcome back to another episode of the New Player Podcast, where each week I introduce my friend Jose to a new video game. That's Jose. Hello there. And I'm your host, William Barrios. Uh, this week we're going to talk about Skate 3. Jose, we've had some pretty good guests. We've had some of the best guests, I think. But we haven't had as high status a guest as this. <laughs> Fuck we yeah. haven't had somebody. Am I allowed cussing? Sorry, did I just start with a no cussing? Uh, okay. No, of course, <laughs> of course. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, my sort of long-term goal that I've never stated before and never really thought of before today is eventually we're going to have Neil Druckmann on the podcast. Naturally, creator of Last of Us, and sort of the way that we climb that ladder is we just steadily get people in the industry. Right. Okay. And today, we have somebody in the entertainment industry. <laughs> we have a. Is it associate producer or just lead producer? Now? Yeah. Well. You say whatever you want, but I'll take the lead producer title if you're giving it All to right. me. But Director. associate producer, whatever. I don't know. It's All hilarious right. that you're mentioning this because in five years, I'm going to be like, damn, why did he even talk about it? Go ahead. No, cannot go without bringing it up. We have the lead producer, uh, the man himself of the Dr. Phil show, Cameron Kern here. Hello, Cameron. That's right. Yeah. Woo! Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, well, so you picked Skate 3. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about Skate 3. Gosh, well, I mean, I guess your question initially was like, what's your favorite game of all time? And Skate 3, really just the Skate franchise in general, but I think Skate 3 and people that have played the game before know that that's obviously the best one. In the way that it just celebrates a sport that is often overlooked, um, and I think it captures all the great things about that sport without like being corny or... um, it, It just seems like it's made by really good skateboarders or skateboarders that are very knowledgeable of the culture. Right. Um, and that was something that I immediately gravitated toward. And it's something that I think I respect in any game in general. Um, it's It just feels so much better to play when you know that the people that made it uh, knew what they were doing and knew what Definitely. they were talking about. So. Yeah, I, I have only ever been next to skate culture. I've never been a part of skate culture. My friend that I had growing up and my cousin were really big skaters. So I never knew a lot about skating. But I feel like I can recognize when somebody gets it right yeah. with any industry that I'm not like, I feel like Devil Wears Prada got fashion industry, right? I don't know shit about the fashion industry. Yeah. But like something like mid 90s seemed to get skate culture, right? Yeah. And in uh, this game definitely seems to be in that. Yeah. And you were talking a little bit about how the, the mechanics of like flicking mm-hmm. your your analog stick to do the flip is intuitive to how it is to actually skate because you said you're a skater yourself right yeah i mean i wouldn't say i'm a skateboarder now but i was someone that certainly um and i would say i was inspired by the game itself to pick up a skateboard and start skating um you know playing the game before this we were talking about how uh, the flick mechanics are just so next level i mean the big elephant in the room that you could compare skate to is tony hawk's pro skater which is you know i think a lot of people's favorite games but i would argue it's a lot of non-skateboarders favorite skateboard game i can see that and i would think that skateboarders or people that have you know beloved the culture in some way um, whether in the past as a kid like myself or currently you know um, i think they would agree that skate really like i said earlier just captures what it means to be a skateboarder Um, and it's through that flick mechanic i think it does Uh, and we were playing the game and um, you know if you were to kickflip through the controller using the you know the stick if you were right. to adopt that movement to an, a physical skateboard i think you could learn how to kickflip yeah um, so i i think just to be able to say that is is pretty cool you know when you play madden everybody thinks they're <laughs> you know tom brady when you're uh, playing on your couch but um in no way are you going to be a good football player by yeah. playing madden so um jose i know you have a skateboard and that you mm-hmm. skate 
for transportation a lot. Were you ever kind of into skate culture at all? Uh, I started getting into it, but again, mine's more of a cruiser board, so it's a little bit heavier. Right. It's more of a kind of like a mix with a long board, so I can't really like jump in or like do any kickflips or anything like that. But I really do enjoy uh, skating and like playing this game. It it brought back a lot of honestly kind of like flashbacks, especially when like you're skating behind that one dude. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh shit! I remember like when I'd like skate behind my friends and like try to copy what they were yeah. doing and shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was definitely playing this game in that era when did y'all ever have those plastic ramps that you would kind of like daisy chain together? Mm-hmm. I remember we had yeah. they were so unsafe because they didn't have any traction on the concrete. Yeah, so if yeah. you hit it wrong, it would just slide out underneath you. Yeah, you had to find a crack it. or something to put yeah, it up against. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I had definitely had many of those and <laughs> busted my ass on all of them. But that's, <laughs> that's part of the fun. During while we were playing, Jose, you said that. Um, skate felt like gta but on a skateboard <laughs> and i thought that was really funny because i would say skate is so different than any other video game yeah um in that it's all focused on the skateboarder and mm-hmm. maneuvering the skateboard um it's almost like you have this gameplay just with the, the skateboarder yourself and then there's this whole outside world that you have to you know encounter with you know people yeah. jumping into you um you know jumping over trash cans and things like that and I always loved that aspect too, you know. You could literally, if you wanted to, just like in real life, you could stand in a center on any point in the map and just flick the board around for hours and hours if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Obviously, nobody's going to play it like that, but I loved that it gave the player that choice, right. um, you know, to experience it any way you want. How I would play the game yeah. typically would be I would find a spot that was interesting to me, you know, and there's various levels of them you know you could find a pool in some neighborhood in the game you could find a fucking big ass ramp or some shit that all over the map there's little tidbits of fun that you can explore and i would just find one and be like okay i'm gonna skate this ledge and i would set a marker and skate that ledge in an obsessive manner for like an hour two hours i would run through a podcast on the side while i was taking down this ledge (laughs) and it was like these private victories that you know, I'd collect points and I would, you know, this is all outside of the main storyline and whatnot. But once you get to that free play point, this is all just self-satisfactory. You're not getting Absolutely. anything from doing this yeah. in the, the game. Mm-hmm. You're not getting more points or anything. And these points are arbitrary. They don't mean anything. But yeah. Just, just for me. And I think it really scratched that itch that you would get on, you know, as a skateboarder, like when you would go out and skate. You know, because I'm a, you know, a kid from a small town, Lancaster, California. Uh, there was a few spots few and far between where it'd be like okay there's a four stair over there me and my friends would meet up at this four stair and we would do a similar thing we would spend hours just skateboarding this four stair and so through the game it's like i said it's like this obsessive manner where you just get to you know scratch that itch or that's the best way i could describe it no totally yeah it's just that repetitive motion of getting it better doing it better because that's skating yeah Yeah, that's skating to me yeah because like tony hawk pro skater you're collecting like cassettes and stuff but that's not and you know skating the worst part about it i remember as a kid like being into skateboarding a grandmother or grandparent of some sort gave me tony hawk pro skater like Mm. and they were like oh you're gonna love this this is the new tony hawk pro skater it's the biggest game in the world (laughs) had you already been playing skate yeah already been playing skate had been skateboarding knew what skateboarding was i put in tony hawk pro skater and the fact that you can't stop it's just a constant yeah that's true immediately i was like okay these people don't understand skateboarding because it's not this like it is for some people sure but Mm -hmm. you know i was at a stage where i could barely survive a a two trick line or something i'm not someone that could just 
dance around a courtyard like Tony Hawk <laughs> or skating the um, you know wires, uh, the electrical wires of houses. You know, right? Some people might find that fun, but I felt like it really wasn't interpretive or um, uh, it, it didn't capture what it meant to be a skateboarder. You know, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Well, yeah, let's talk about a little bit the, the context of this game's release. Uh, so it came out in 2010. We've been talking, you know, about kind of what was going on in video games with, like, we were at the 16-bit era, and then we kind of moved into 3D with Metal Gear Solid. At this point, it's kind of all getting homogenous. We're at the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 stage, which that console you sold, was that an Xbox 360 yeah. or a 1? Okay. It was 360. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so there's not many more updates to have. We're in online gaming. We've been in it for a while. There's not many. We're pretty much just in the modern era of gaming now. Um, the genre is sports, specifically skateboarding. So we have a little bit of similarity with SSX Tricky that we played with Elon Nash. Um, the format's open worlds, which is different from SSX, which was more track based. It's a third game in a series, Skate and Skate 2. I've never played those. You said you'd played the other ones? Yeah, I played the other ones. It, skate was like, it had the bones. Okay. of what the game would become. I think Skates 2, they really got it. From my memory, and feel free to correct me, Skate 2 came out, and then maybe nine or so months later, Skate 3 came out. So it was almost like so. they figured it out with Skate 2, there was a, a few things missing, and then they just made the maps more interesting and added more interesting gameplay in Skate 3, and then Skate 3 kind of just became like the general mm. if you're gonna get a skate game just get skate three because right. it, it's the best one to date yeah. yeah yeah and they've got a they've got a fourth coming out they um so so they say they've been saying this for <laughs> years i believe it when i see it hopefully we could look back on this moment and laugh but um yeah and uh, apparently it's not the fourth one it's just skate they've taken all the they want you to forget about the first three i guess oh i didn't know that yeah, they. Uh, so I'm gonna have this running in the background while we're talking about it. But yeah. they released some. They're calling it pre 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 alpha footage, just kind of, of uh, of what they've been working on, and they allude to some cool mechanics. It, some parts look like they maybe have parkour. Yeah, I see that. In Skate Three, the motto was like team up, throw down. I think so. They they didn't have a lot of great multiplayer features, but it seems like the franchise is really interested in that. There's other people in the game with you, so maybe this next one will have a lot of like kind of cooperative play sure yeah but this trailer was a huge hit because everybody was just really kind of i, I was talking about uh y'all with this earlier about how video game marketing can be so cringy and just so like they don't they never strike the tone or they rarely strike the tone well but this one was pretty good because it's like yeah it some of these shots look like shit some of them are wireframes some of them look really really good but this is just where we're at. It feels very honest. And a lot mm -hmm. of video game trailers feel very dishonest where they're like not finished with the game yet. Yeah. Yeah. And it was part of that larger conversation when the uh, GTA six leaks came out and everybody was like, this looks like shit. I was like, yeah, it's like a year before it's coming out. Like, don't worry right. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I, I agree. I think it looks very cool. I love the idea of the multiplayer edition though, where you could just kind yeah. of link up with other definitely skateboarders. Like I said, in my story, my little anecdote, like, that was what skateboarding was. It was more so about like hanging out with your friends. And, right. And I, who knows how well they're going to be able to adopt that kind of culture in a virtual world. But yeah, it certainly, again, it just shows that they're very in touch with like what skateboarding is for a lot of people. Totally. Um, and that's a good sign. You know, it sucks that it's taken them so long. I think the skateboarding as a culture, and again, this is someone that's outside of it in some ways, but I, I think it's constantly surprised by how um, beloved it is and how popular it is. I think, you know, shout out to a previous episode of yours. I think when people think about skateboarding, they think about, 
like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and like it mm. was kind of this you know in the 80s and such it kind of had this bad boy persona but um, I think this game really takes it hopefully I think Skate 3 did too but I think this game could kind of further yeah. that effort of making it more of like an artistic athletic pursuit that people yeah. can enjoy yeah, virtually skateboarding as a sport is so interesting I think Tony Hawk had some quote where he was saying like it has that like cyclical kind of mainstream culture every few years yeah. where people kind of, cause it still has that, like you're saying that bad boy also that like fringes, some people even f- saying like, it's not a real sport. Like it just got into the Olympics. And I think some people yeah. even protested that, which is insane. Yeah. I, I, I mean, just in how I view skateboarding, I feel like it's a constant um, pursuit of skateboarders to kind of destigmatize it um, and to make it more respected as a whole. Um, yeah. And for people to recognize like what it means to be a skateboarder and uh, kind of the tricks that they do and the intricacies of the sport itself. Again, I feel like you're not going to get that from an outsider looking in someone that doesn't know about skateboarding or really understand the significance of what these people do on a daily basis. That I think that it it really damages the the culture as a whole. But I think we're at a point where, again, like you said, like having in the Olympics and kind of broadening it and uh, letting others that are outside of it access it in this way, like through video games. I think it's super cool. Yeah, like it got you to skateboard. Exactly. A whole new generation of people to skateboard. Yeah, I was 11 when Skate 3 came out. And I was even younger when the, the... you know its predecessors came out and at that age that's the ripe age for a skateboarder definitely that young age you know i had the access to it and um i had parents that hated the fact that i played sports and didn't i had a dad that hated that you played sports i had a dad that couldn't throw a football couldn't throw a baseball he was a total nerd (laughs) jock yeah didn't want to go to any of my baseball games so he was much happier buying a 30 dollars skateboard and just letting me go do whatever i want to do and come home with some cuts and bruises than me, than him having to sit through like a baseball tournament where I sit on the bench the whole time, and, yeah. uh, you know, get pegged in the hip by a 12, 12 year old. That's so, I'm glad you uh, had a follow up to get pegged. Um, that's so funny <laughs> that the first couple episodes we were talking about, like talking about legitimizing skateboarding also like that's funny to hear kind of the flip side of someone not really wanting you to play sports as much whereas the cliche of video games is always you need to go outside you need to touch grass you need to throw a ball around yeah no my dad was far more interested in me you know recording 30 kills on halo than (laughs) you know doing anything athletic or having any you know i guess stereotypical young boy pursuits that's Um, funny you get your dad on the podcast i know he'd be a great (laughs) guest he'd be a great guest Uh, uh so yeah the developer of this game was ea black box which we haven't seen yet um, publisher was Electronic Arts, same, you know, they kind of designed it and pu- put it out. The director I couldn't really find, um, similar to SSX Tricky, which was also EA, you know, it's that kind of corporate entity designed game, but uh, Chris Cuz Perry and Duran Chung seem to be heavily involved with the franchise, they're working on the new one. Um, some context for that year, uh, some other games that came out in 2010 were Mass Effect 2, Call of Duty Black Ops, Fallout New Vegas, Halo Reach, and Red Dead Redemption. Wow, that's a that's a stellar lineup, honestly. That's a good year for games. Yeah, I feel like we say that games. every episode, but this is a good year <laughs> Damn. for games. Yeah, a few of those games stole some time yeah. in my life. Halo Reach, sure. big one. Yeah. For uh, me, it was Fallout New Vegas. What are some others you said in that? Uh, Mass Effect 2. Mass Effect 2 is great. Black Ops. First Black Ops. The first Black Ops story mode is the best really good. story mode what in the, the Call of Duty series. Mean? Yeah. For sure. 
Uh, also, the Connect, the Xbox Connect, is launched Yikes. this year. Yeah. What happened to that? I had a Connect. Man, I was watching some videos, and there was a guy who had this vehement like E3 panel pitch. The Connect is the future of gaming. It's going to help so many people like connect with games. And he recently gave an interview to IGN where he was like, "It was such trash. It was such a disaster." <laughs> oh yeah. And so I, many I, of the trailers were faked and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's terrible. Uh, also, the iPad is released, so kind of oh, getting okay. into some mobile gaming. Nice. Uh, so that's kind of put you into 2010. Um, some people were even thinking that mobile gaming would take over the gaming industry overall. That's uh, hilarious to think about. So Infinity Blade, there's a quote here from an IGN article, how mobile gaming owned 2010. Infinity Blade, Angry Birds, Cut the Rope, and Shadow Guardian. There's truly some something for everyone. Few other gaming destinations can boast this. And that's why mobile gaming, after a few grim years that mercifully ended in 2008, is not only once again ascendant, but dominance. People really thought mobile wow, gaming was that it. Is, it's so <laughs> interesting. I, yeah. Again, speaking of my dad, big shout out to dad. I don't know why we're talking about him today. <laughs> I hope he doesn't die in between. Oh, yeah. Um, fucking wood. He's a big Angry Birds dog. He's, oh, he's cool. still he's still throwing them birds around. See, phone games is something I did get into. Really? Did like you? Temple okay. Run wow, that shattered my... We need like, to go down that avenue. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Temple Run? Temple Run, yeah. yeah. That's a big one. Did you get any like Fruit Ninja? Or? Fruit Ninja. I, I got a few yeah. dates via Temple Subway Run. Surfer. Like as an eighth grader, you know, Subway Surfer, those games. Yeah. I was pretty good at them Clash too. Of Clans. I met, I had a few first encounters with women via Temple Run. What? Like, what does that mean? Well, Online I just, I accrued what? a high score. I accrued a high score and I would just show that shit around and be like, hey, hey, Shoddy, <laughs> come check out my Temple Run skills. <laughs> I mean, Damn. I think that was a rite of passage for many young men. <laughs> I don't know era. if that's true. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, that's the only reason <laughs> I played those games. I beg to differ. <laughs> it was like, if you didn't have above a mil on Temple Run, then you weren't even relevant. <laughs> that's why relevant. I didn't know. I didn't have the high. I think I it was like a million. I don't know what the numbers are. But I, I remember I had a high score and was proud of it and would sh- show it around. Be like, you who know, wants to see? You know why I didn't connect with this? Because I jailbroke my phone. Pretty much only so that I could get the money cheat, so you can get infinite money, and then you can just infinitely wow. run on Temple <laughs> oh, Run. Wow. So people probably smelled that I was a fucking Damn. rat. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, didn't yeah. know. I remember when I would get like high scores to give you an option to share it to your Facebook and fucking share that shit to my Facebook. Wow. <laughs> you get in the DMs, deep, being yeah. like, okay, okay, I see you. That's deep. Uh, okay, well, I, I just we'll get into it a little bit deeper in the next section. But Jose, what, what were some of your first impressions uh, on Skate? Uh, I mentioned this before, but like with every game, I feel like getting used to the controller is something I definitely need to work on. And I feel like some of the uh, tricks were just a little bit hard to do maneuver. Uh, yeah, it was but, a bit tricky for you. you yeah, were, you were struggling there. Oh yeah, That's, you should say <laughs> me playing other games. <laughs> but it makes sense. Yeah, it's it's an awkward game to just jump into. Yeah, and every game we've shown you has had wildly different controls. Like yeah. Metal Gear Solid, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to this, Sonic mm-hmm. Three, way All different. really different. Yeah. 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 So I think that definitely kind of like made me not really want to give up. I just kind of like, oh man, this is going to be a struggle. Like I knew like as soon as I started playing, I'm like, this is going to be a struggle. Yeah. And then uh, I, I I enjoyed playing it though. It was, it was, it's something different for sure. Yeah. The fact that it's so different too, I think I, I'm trying to interject the love of video games into you mm-hmm. because it just, <laughs> it blows my mind that this was not a part of your childhood. Mm. Um, it was something I was shamed. Like you were saying earlier, like, yeah. you know, I was just shamed, ashamed about how much I played video games right. growing up. Yeah. And I think we're at a culture where everything's, uh, you know, whatever you do, it's loved. And like, <laughs> you go on Reddit, you'll find any 
type of person that'll of course you know back yeah. up mm-hmm. this weird fixation you have and yeah i mean it, it it's just shocking to me so i i hope that um through this conversation i could get you to love skate but i could also get you to love games in general and that's why i Man. love this podcast and that is the thesis so if we can end it now we can cancel I know, the yeah, rest I of know. the episode just, yeah. yeah maybe you could <laughs> clip it together or something but um but yeah dude i mean it's just the fact that you could explore games in this way and the fact that it could be just completely different from right fucking ninja turtles or absolutely uh something for nintendo dogs or whatever other fucking game you're gonna be talking about (laughs) we need to get nintendo dogs that's a great game (laughs) yeah i mean the door's already open for me like coming more into liking video games and playing them i guess the only thing i I might just end up getting a console and then i'll I'll fall into the rabbit hole video games but (laughs) yeah that's how it works i support it all right we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come back we're gonna talk about some of the mechanics we'll get deeper into what story there is uh and we'll be right back My name is Josie, and a little while ago, I had an idea. What if there was a way to play with boys who really knew how to handle their sticks? What I want is a smooth, graceful guy with all the right moves. Give me really big air. Come on, baby. Hold it as long as you can. Is that all? You know I want that backside, too. (laughs) That casting couch in the back is just so funny, too. So, who's gonna teach me how to grind? My name is Josie, and I only kiss boys skate good thing i'm a skater boy <laughs> that's a great slogan for the game as a whole I don't like his yeah. <laughs> yeah they should do one of those for temple run for <laughs> <laughs> yeah they should yeah so that that was a series they made more of those and one of them is like a doofy guy who's like i can do it i can skate God. and that's somewhat I, that's the kind of video game marketing where i just it's so it seems like it's very targeted to 11 year old boys like yeah, yeah, kids no. boys who skate yeah i love that too because you know this isn't a, f- a feminine game by any metric yeah you know it's just a game where people skateboard so it's good that they're targeting a female audience as well i guess was that targeting no i guess it wasn't no nah, i guess not yeah. <laughs> well and that's definitely peak era of like video games are for boys right like yeah that's what i was getting at yeah yeah um yeah, I don't think that was targeting women at all. <laughs> I mean, think maybe. about it. <laughs> uh, so there's not really much of a story in this. We usually touch on the main character and their goal. Mm-hmm. The main character is the legend. Uh, so at the end of Skate 2, apparently, you become like the shit. You become the best skater. And then so in this game, everybody kind of knows you. And then it starts out. I don't know if you caught it, Jose, that jump that they did. They like get a concussion or something. So then they start a skate company instead of just focusing on like becoming the biggest name in skates or in skating. So the goal of the game is kind of to sell, actually I have it right here to sell 1 million boards. That's the ultimate goal of the game. And then the plot ends. But like you were saying, Cam really, I I never paid attention to the story as I was playing this. I just would get to free play. And then you're just, you go to the super ultra mega park, you go to the university and then you're just trying to get tricks for Mm -hmm. a long time. That's really all you're trying to do. We talked a little bit, though, about how it captured kind of that vibe of skate culture. 
there's not much story to touch on here, kind of like with SSX, but did anything about the... Because we started this podcast for reference for you, Cam, where story games was kind of what we thought would mainly get Jose in the door, because mm-hmm. Last of Us, he'd watched, and that narrative-driven pull was something that you said you were interested in. Yeah. Um, but how did something like Skate, just in terms of story or vibe? I mean, even it? though it's not a story-driven game, that intro... Oh, that's, that oh yeah, really we talked about good. the intro. Yeah. Yep. I felt like it was like the intro to like TV show, and like that honestly like drew me in like, quite a bit. So yeah, yeah that's going for it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I personally love the fact that it's about a building a business, like building yeah. a brand, and um, I think it's it's funny, and it's funny to watch like the marketing around the game itself because the game is a game about marketing in some way or marketing in business and, right. and building that brand. Um, again, it, it just shows that that's what it's like to be a skateboarder in some way. Like if you wanted to start a brand, that's, these are some of the things that you'd have to do. And it, it's cool that they captured that in the video game. Yeah. And it yeah. seemed like going back to your point about it, not really feeling Tony Hawk, not really feeling like those games for as big a name in skateboarding as that is, it definitely seemed to be targeting more, I think he even helped sell the original Xbox through oh, the really? Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. But there's a quote here, and I forget where this is from, but they mention that they say, Skate 3 seems determined to shake loose the last few skateboarding game cliches that still linger from the days when Tony Hawk established the genre. Rather than starting as a nobody trying to claw his way to the top, players find themselves cast as an established skate legend starting a board company. Which, especially as a kid, that's how you want to go into a game. Not really feeling yeah. like you're clawing your way to the top, but all you had to do is boot up the game and you're the shit. And then you just have to keep yeah. keep playing. Yeah, and I, I remember skateboarding as a kid, brands uh, were such a big part of your identity as a skateboarder. True, and they're in this you know? a lot. Yeah, and it, I think it's still like this today. You know, I would buy a Baker skateboard because I loved the culture of Andrew Reynolds, Brian Herman, you know, and all these skateboarders that were involved with Baker skateboarding. And they kind of represent like Baker death wish. Those were like the bad boys of skateboarding. Mm -hmm. You know, they would, they would party and do drugs and stuff. But as a kid, you didn't even think about that. They were like, you know, and often it was the type of skateboarding that they would do. You know, Andrew Reynolds, for example, I think he's probably my favorite skateboarder ever. He's famous for jumping down huge stair sets like Andrew Reynolds, um, he's one of the first that like really bodied the Hollywood 16 stair, uh, oh, wow. which I actually live down the street from now. But as a kid, that was like the Hollywood 16 stair was this spot of almost ethereal, you know, positioning. Just the fact that like Andrew Reynolds and skateboarders alike have visited this place and have conquered this 16 stair set. He fam- famously, you know, frontside flipped it and very heel flipped it and did various other tricks that are impossible to think about. But as a kid, it was amazing to watch and. And there's other brands, too, that really stood out. I remember Girl Skateboards and Chocolate Skateboards. They kind of were a tandem as well where, you know, members of those teams would associate with one another. And they were more technical style, more free skating, street skating, but kind of had the the je ne sais quoi that other skateboard brands mm. wouldn't have. Like the Mike Moe, the Mike Carrolls, you know, the Eric Costins. They were all involved with that group. And there's various others, you know, like Tony Hawk, I guess he represented like the vertical side of skateboarding. Danny Way and some of these other skateboarders that were kind of teamed up in vert skateboarding i wasn't as drawn to that just because again i I didn't have access to like mega ramps that i could fucking bust my neck on (laughs) um i was only constrained to like the deserts of lancaster and various other you know street skating spots and um, i think those brands were representative of the type of skateboarding that i did and that's why i was always drawn to them right so in the end like when you really think about it brands are are huge for i think still kids to this day are still 
cognizant of like, okay, you know, I'm a big fan of these skateboarders, so I'm going to buy this board because it's representative of who I am as a skateboarder and the type of tricks that I want to do. Um, if that makes any sense, but, but yeah, I mean, that's why it's so cool that, that like you had to build your own brand. I remember the, the group I skateboarded with as a kid, we, we had this idea of making a skateboard collective. I think everybody does when you're a young skateboarder, but our name was planet skate crew and we were going to be like (laughs) space themed. I remember my dad like drew up, um, I don't know why I keep talking about my dad. He's alive and <laughs> what's, well. What's his name, by the way? Doug. Doug. Doug, baby. Doug Kern. Douglas Kern. <laughs> um, yeah, my dad drew up like our logo, and it was a, a planet. And through the, it was like the rings of Saturn. And through the rings, we wrote Planet Skate Crew, and like we would, we made shirts and stuff. And then when I played the game, I did Planet Skate Crew, and I, you know, botched my dad's design. <laughs> that you know, but that so I was like playing through my childhood dream of like making my own brand through the video game as well. So that's really cool. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I, I don't think I've ever played a game similar to this where it's so there's other sports games that I was playing at the time, like Madden or uh, really Madden was, well, I played a little bit of FIFA later, but to have this much like, like what you were talking about with the Hollywood stairs of being mm-hmm. the first one to bomb it, it capturing that feeling of it feels more tangible. Like you could like inspiring kids to go out and do it themselves. I would be, sooner able to do what they're doing in skate than I would to do what they're doing in Madden or yeah, 2K definitely. or any of those. And it's a safer option, I would argue as well. Hall of Meat. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's a good point for sure. And something I didn't even realize, but now that we're reminiscing about it, it's kind of interesting that it does, you know, fill that void in some way. Um, I love this game, man. I love talking Me about too. this game. It's like fun to think about um, being a kid again and like fighting my brother for the controller skateboarding as a whole um i think it's a a, like a it's a subculture it's a counterculture and it's one that you feel privileged to know about like you're like oh i'm uh the fact that i know that this is the hollywood stair sets oh yeah and like the and i think everybody that's in skateboarding knows what this place is but um there's so many spots like that where i'm like oh you know this person did this here this person did that here and like i know that and my friends would know that and we would all bond over knowing these little details of parts that we would watch. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it's, I think you're absolutely right though, that this is an easier way to, you know, feel fulfilled in doing in performing these stunts without actually fucking dying, trying, you know? See, I'm sorry. No, that, that's what changed my mind about video games. Cause I like Richard also speaks about video games very differently where before I was like, no, it's just a waste of time. Like, it's just not something, but like, that brings back like to you it's bringing back childhood memories right now mm-hmm. that's what movies do to me that's what like certain music does to me is like it, it brings you back to these moments it's like yeah it's not just like yeah it might, might be you can anyone can call it whatever a waste of time but at the end of the day it's like it's what you relate to it's what brings you back to those moments absolutely yeah it'd be cool if they set one like uh, in a colorado type town too like yeah. a more kind of mountainy area because what you were saying earlier about like being a kid growing up in lancaster california I associate California with that kind of skate culture, like just very like, yeah, I would too. I don't know any other way to describe it than cool, like just a very cool culture. And this town, while not called anywhere in California, has that same kind of vibe. By the way, I don't know if you remember it, but did you catch the name of the town? And do you remember the name of the, oh, the city no. that they're in? Fuck, uh, Port Carverton. Ooh, because yeah, you're carving. Because you're carving. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> do you even catch I didn't it? get that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I. <laughs> Um, and yeah, we didn't get to a lot of it while Jose was playing. Um, cause the intro is 
The intro is one thing that I would kind of knock about. The, not the uh, yeah. video intro, but they have you go to Coach Frank's school, which I think is a really good tutorial. But then they have you do some of the... So the different challenges that you do, they have team challenges, death race, film, hall of meat, own the lot, own the spot, photo, pros, team, street contests, training, training contests, which isn't what it sounds like. Um, <laughs> and so they introduce you to each one of those things but they force you to go through about like five of them, not even all of them. And so it's like, if you're going to force us to do some, A, why not do all of them? And B, why not just let us free play to begin with? So we couldn't go to some of the challenges that we wanted to show Jose because they were making us, like they force you to build the skate park before you can access the Hall of Meat challenges, which I don't really like that as much. But I do appreciate that you get the story in a nonlinear way once you get out of the intro area, but we didn't really get to that too much. Sure. Yeah. And that whole building a skate park thing, like we said earlier, it, it fed a huge fan base. A lot of people really liked oh, yeah. that. And that was something I, you know, I, I was a kid. I didn't know how to fuck. And like doing it on the Xbox 360 controller, very clunky. It's mm. not, I mean, it's, it's, we, we were playing it today on the Xbox one and obviously it's backwards compatible and everything, but it's still just as clunky as it's ever ever been trying to build parks and stuff i mean and it's interesting too how yeah like you could skip that whole thing like you could do it just to get through the mission but once you're beyond that you could just skip that whole section of the game and just like focus on the other shit and i think still complete it in some way or another you know you mentioned gta and it Mm -hmm. feels similar to this where the game is the free play like the game is the fucking around yeah and this game does it so well did Mm -hmm. you ever play gta by the way i messed around with it a bit uh i remember like when I, I'd say over at the mosque in Ramadan and stuff, like people okay. would like bring it over and just like stay up playing video games. They put GTA sure. at the mosque. Yep. Damn. It was. Yeah. yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> the little southern church I went to was like no video games. Oh nothing. no, trust me. Especially people GTA. Were, like, damn. Yeah. People were coming in snagging Xboxes, like just like hiding them from the from the kids and stuff. Damn, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was straight to the strip clubs when I was playing GTA. <laughs> I would say when you were in church. <laughs> <laughs> what What felt similar? Was it just the open world? What felt similar about I GTA? Think so because it's it's not so much similar as in like what you do it's just like i guess the vibe and especially when like i started interacting or when you start interacting with the with the people you can like they literally just jump on you yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) it's like what the fuck is really just like gta but no it's definitely different i just those like vibes reminded me of it well let's talk about a little bit about the mechanics because that's such a huge part of this Let's talk first about, like Cam mentioned, it was a little bit of a struggle. What felt like frustrating or what felt like the main thing that was kind of a barrier to getting? Was it the flicking mainly or the pushing? That, and I remember in one of the, uh, I don't know, what, what, do you, what do you call them? Like one of the maps or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like a center grass around all the concrete and I'd be skating perfectly and then I'd try to do like a flip or something and I'd go on the grass and it would just stop the skateboard. Mm. I'm like, fuck this, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely one of the more like annoying things, but just the controllers in general. Like, I mean, it's me obviously, but I gotta, I just gotta work with that a little bit more. It takes time. Right. How did that uh, intro coach Frank school thing was that? Cause I remember really liking that intro as a kid, but did that, do you think that was more we have basically what I'm saying is we haven't had that in other games where mm-hmm. it says this is how you we didn't have a how do you run as Sonic what is the map of the game that you're yeah. trying to kind of do mm-hmm. did that help or was it not really helpful I think it helped especially after Aaron was like giving me some pointers yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who has also not played the game <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I don't know how that works but, uh, no it, it definitely did help because I, mm-hmm. otherwise I literally wouldn't know what to do at all and yeah. I was like okay and now it's like 
I low-key wish like more games had stuff like that where they're no, like, me too. Yeah. 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 It makes well, it easier. And we've talked about this before about like the language of video games and how there's certain things that, which speaking to Aaron kind of, uh, intuiting some of that stuff where having played other games, there's just all that unspoken stuff that I wouldn't even really know how to yeah. articulate where it's like, uh, whenever it's, games where you have to move with one stick and look with the other right it's I'm just sure intuitive it's intuitive yeah but jumping in not playing those games it's not so Certainly at not. first i was like how do they want me to operate both of the freaking uh what sticks. do you call sticks, yeah. sticks and then press everything and like pull I, i'm like what, what am i doing <laughs> it's like no it's just one at a time okay yeah. <laughs> even things like what the fuck is rs <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> yeah no i and then again i again i've been harping on this but i think it's important i think as a skateboarder, I think it's a bit easier to come into the game totally blind mm. than it is not. Because as a skateboarder, you kind blind of... To, sorry, blind to the language of video games? Yeah, to okay. the language of this game in particular. Okay. Like the fact that you, you know, when you hold down the stick, you bend your knees, and then you flick yeah. it up. And that's very, you know, similar to how you skateboard. You mm. know, you want to bend your knees, and then you want to flick hard to get the power mm. from the skateboard. And um, yeah, I mean, that's how it is in the game too. Like, you, right. it, And it's all about like timing, like as you get to um you know a spot that you want to skate timing the flick right timing yeah. the kick right holding down for a certain moment gaining mm-hmm. enough speed um i think a skateboarder that knows kind of all of those things in the real world would come to this game with a bit more pre-knowledge about like that's also what was fucking me up the like stopping right too soon before doing the flip and i would just completely yeah. stop and like yeah yeah, yeah. I think they capture, like, momentum really interesting in this yeah. game. You know, how they want you to kind of bend, mm-hmm. you know, get ready for the trick, and then pop, and, like, yeah. you know, stand up. So, yeah, again, I think it, it it's just really well done in that way. Um, and you're totally right in that, like, when you play Halo, and then you go to Call of Duty, there's some things that are yeah. still there where mm-hmm. you could kind yeah. of navigate it. Um, and that's very unlike this game. There's really no game... Besides yeah, there's no GTA game with these mechanics, or yeah. I guess that snowboarding game you played where it has a similar like yeah. There's also a game um, we played at Barry's house one time called Steep, which is a mm. snowboarding game that kind of has these mechanics. Oh yeah, but not much. But I've never really played a game with these mechanics before. Yeah, yeah, yeah neither have I. Uh, we mentioned Coach Frank. We yeah. have to talk about Coach Frank. Uh, so it's voiced by Jason Lee, who was yeah, Syndrome in the Incredibles, Earl, of course. Uh, and I didn't know that before kind of looking into this game that he was a skateboarder himself, but you said yeah, you were dude. familiar with him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, Jason Lee is a legend. Really? Big time legend. I, I'm glad I could, you know, share this knowledge with you because Absolutely. he's... Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the founders of Stereo Skateboards, which a right. lot of people say is like one of the first dedicated street skateboarding brands. Um, I, I guess you could say that. I mean, I, there's probably a historian out there that's like, oh, no, it was this. But <laughs> to me, that was like the first one and one of the more well-respected ones. Um, all these other brands I talked about earlier, Girl, Baker, Deathwish, all these others, they all wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Stereo, I think, in some way or another. And Jason Lee was a pioneer of that brand and of making street skateboarding cool. Wow. I think he's attributed in inventing key tricks like the kickflip, Um, you could look this up. I think maybe Rodney Mullen invented the kickflip, but, um, there's certain tricks that Jason Lee has done, um, that really weren't done before him. And he's a true pioneer of the sport. I mean, he really is him and Rodney Mullen. I think there's a few other characters that you could, you could say about that, but yeah, Jason Lee is, is definitely up there. And it's so cool. Cause this game, you like it, it literally has the barracks, which is, 
if you guys don't know, it's like a, it's an internet thing, but it's also a skate park in LA and they've done a lot for street skateboarding as well. Um, and it's made by Eric Costin and Steve Barra. And, okay. uh, yeah, a lot of the characters from the barracks, like Retta and a few others, I called them Rita or something earlier, but yeah, they're all in the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like I said, Tiba Jefferson, he was a photographer for Thrasher and like skateboard mag and a, a bunch of other, these brands, He's in this game. Just the fact that they're like acknowledging. That, I hate when games do that. Like they're they always leave out like key figures. I can't even give you an example, but they're they're out there where you're like, well, why the fuck didn't they be there as well? You know. Um, right. Needless to say, it's it's uh I think it it just captures the culture very well and and it pushes their key figures to the forefront yeah. in ways that I think other games that would try to do it don't. I don't know who's in Tony. Is it just Tony Hawk that's in Tony Hawk Pro Skater? I've never played a full one yeah, of the games. I don't think, even think they I'm have sure. like other characters that of relevance. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it seems like, or I wonder if Jason Lee was this game's almost connection through a lot of those other skaters. Yeah. I wonder if they kind of got him on board, and then that was maybe the way that they got. Yeah, through he was him. full. My name is Earl at that point, probably. Yeah. So he was, yeah, he was making them. My name is Earl, Earl Rax. So <laughs> it was Alvin and the Chipmunks books. <laughs> yeah, Chipmunks. I know. Yeah, he did those. <laughs> Dude, he must have got paid a ton to do those. Oh, I'm sure. David or like Cross, not, nothing, and he was just broke because mm. he's Jason Lee. Anyways, well, <laughs> this is some of the audio from Coach Frank's skateboarding school, which uh, is what you first get into, where it teaches you the basics of skateboarding. You're doing pretty good there, Benny. Keep at it, buddy. Hey, you, over there. Get, get over here. Welcome to my skate school. This is the state-of-the-art skateboarding program, man. Built yeah, he's just doing my name is Earl. Me, Coach Frank, <laughs> if you didn't learn here, you didn't learn how to skate. Here, you're going to learn the basics. You're going to get good. And if you don't, I'm going to break your board. Coach Frank. And I found out that actually the the Coach Frank character, he yeah, was, it was interesting. Yeah, he was doing with a friend called Chris Pastris, which also seems like a big name in skating. Mm-hmm. He co-founded Sound with him, uh, or Stereo with him, um, and it was in four one one Video Magazine issue number sixty five that they debuted uh, Coach Frank, and then Pastris did Windsor Rothschild the Third, who was like this pretentious kind of character, and Pastris did other characters too. But 411 Video Magazine, have you ever had Well, any... I've heard of, uh, I think they're probably similar to Big Brother Magazine. Are, are okay. they or no? I only watched this one video where they debuted them, but it's like a lot of like skate fails, interviewing people, talking about stereos, kind of business operations. Oh, Very much just the vibe of skate was this like video magazine. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the one you mentioned is the same. No, I, Big Brother is, uh, that was where like all the Jackass guys came okay. from. It's, it was like a, a punk magazine where they would, you know... I think famously Johnny Knoxville like shot himself in the chest Sounds wearing right. like a bulletproof vest on Big Brother. Wow. Um, there's a documentary on Hulu that's great about okay. it. But cool. Yeah, similar magazine, I think, in some way. Yeah, so he was he was using the Coach Frank character a lot, just kind of in the marketing for stereo. He even not even coaching skateboarding, there's one video where he's coaching people how to golf. And it's just like a video it it mentions stereo sound systems, I think is the full name. Okay. Or sound systems agency. Um, it mentions it at the end with a logo, but the whole video is him just teaching you how to golf and saying, call coach Frank and I'll help you perfect your backswing. Um, these are a couple little audio clips though, about his, his signature catchphrase. Now, do like coach Frank and try to skate through as many gates as you can before you reach the end of the course. Get, get, get. That's his catchphrase. Get, 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 get. What is that from? I have it seems like he coined it. He used it wow. in a lot of the other videos with stereo too. 
Uh, it comes back here. He he loves using it. The kids call that sick. I call it kick kick kiss. Damn, I think that was just a catchphrase that he was just trying to get get get, 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 get. I, yeah. I wonder if there's some T-shirts out there with get get oh, gay. I hope so. I would get one. Yeah, we got a Jose one. Yeah. Fuck um, him, <laughs> before we do throw it to break, though, I wanted to ask you, Jose, how do you feel about a game like a GTA? Well, GTA is a huge story, but the free play aspect where there's no objective as opposed to your current highest ranked game on the podcast, Spore, which has a very clear objective, like Evolve the Species. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about a game that's more like fuck around, at least right now? I feel like I'd lose interest really quickly with a game like that. Interesting. Yeah, for me, it's like if I'm not, if there's not a goal for me in the video game, what's the point of playing it, I guess? Mm-hmm. So I guess that you would have to have those like things that you need to reach, you know? Yeah, because they do have those challenges. They do yeah. have death races. They do have the Hall of Meat. I wonder... Do you think when you when we played SSX, you said it could be a fun game to just kind of pick up, do a couple races, mm-hmm. put it down, go on, do whatever you're doing? Do you think this would fall in that same category? Um, what, what is it like? Is what I played the meat of it, or or do you have missions? Yeah, do you say? have goals? No, too? I mean there there are some missions and some goals, but uh-huh. I think what you got is because <laughs> yeah, I mean if it's not working from there, maybe it's not for you. <laughs> it, it, it was, it's, it's, it's Coach a, Frank didn't get you in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if it had more like even races or sure. or more like challenges like that, I'd I'd be more into it. But I don't think it's it's a game where I'd be like, yeah, sure, I'll just like play it. Right yeah. Now. Well, gotcha. I mean, this game is like we were saying earlier. It's one of those where you put something else on mm-hmm. and you just kind of tickle this game in the background. You know, it's kind of like do you That's listen? True, yeah, do you yeah, listen yeah. to music while you're driving? Or like, do you listen to shit while you're driving? Yeah, yeah I don't drive, but skating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what it is to me. Like it's it's the ultimate like you know pack of sunflower seeds. Got home from school, <laughs> used my brain all day, very tired, just want to play games and yeah. you know pr- listen to music or something. And it's and, very low pressure, low stakes. Mm-hmm. You're not trapped to it. You can turn it off anytime. Yeah. Um, and the fact that again, if we're gonna compare it to like real skateboarding. Like you could jump a shark a thousand times in this game, no consequences, no pressure. Mm-hmm. You jump a, jump a shark once in real life, you've broken your ankles. So it's like a way of expressing a trick or a move mm-hmm. with none of the consequences. Yeah, no. Risk. For me, it brings it back to my old point of view of video games, <laughs> as to like, why would I not just pick up my skateboard and not maybe not mm-hmm. do those tricks, but go outside and like practice the actual tricks instead of playing a game Ugh. <laughs> it's raining outside is it? <laughs> hey that's true hey. yeah you don't know in that case i'd throw on something like spore yeah yeah those are conversations i'd have with my parents being like why aren't you outside you gained 20 pounds this summer <laughs> i'm like well damn mom it's sorry for my the, laser flip down this sorry for the ptsd no, you're good. <laughs> Do you think the reason maybe you didn't feel that way as much, for, or maybe you did feel that way during SSX Tricky, is because you don't snowboard, but you do have a skateboard? Do you think it's because you have a skateboard? Even if I snowboarded, the odds of me like being able to just like pick up a snowboard and like go out snowboarding mm-hmm. it, like at any so, day of the week. It's because you can you know? so immediately go outside and skate. Yeah. Right. I see. Yeah. Got you. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a mm-hmm. good point. Again, <laughs> I would just say, like, I think people get hurt so quickly on a skateboard, yeah. unless you're, you know, good. Yeah. But well, and for people like me who just, I've accepted that I will never be a skateboarder. I'm like, right. this is how I'll get it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. People listen to this are like, shut that guy up. <laughs> 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 All 
All right, well, get, get, yeah, we'll throw it to a break, uh, and then we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about how it was received, and then we have a new segment that we're going to yeah, debut. Get, 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 get. And we're back. All right, so a little bit about how this game's received. I mean, generally, this got pretty favorable reviews. I think it suffered from a lot of the comparison to games like Tony Hawk. People called it a little bit formulaic from Skate 2. Uh, a feeling like if you had already bought, because you said it came out like nine months earlier or something. Yeah, yeah, I remember it like almost within the year. Yeah, we should look this up. But so I think, I, yeah, I think there was a feeling that if you had just bought in Skate Two, maybe it's not worth it to get Skate Three. But that if you've never gotten any of them, Skate Three is the best rendition of that yeah. formula. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Metacritic gave it an eighty out of hundred, IGN an eight out of ten, and GameSpot a seven point five out of ten. Uh, this is a quick review from GameSpot by Justin Calvert. Skate 3 has its fair share of mostly minor problems, but this this is the best game in the series regardless, and given the state of Activision's Tony Hawk series right now, that makes it the best skateboarding game around by default. Skate 3 isn't likely to win you over if its predecessors failed to do so, but it does a great job of catering to newcomers and experienced players alike, and it's one of the very few games that makes even the act of breaking your own bones fun. And we played a little bit of that Hall of Meat challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the praise, it added more tricks uh, to the repertoire... The park editor, it did have some online features and like team events and stuff. Um, some of the criticisms were that it had an inconsistent frame rate. We were playing, we were streaming this, and so we had a lot of trouble with... Uh, yeah, it looked like a Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at first we did it on my laptop, and it, before you got here, Cam, and it was like stuttering the entire time, and then it was lagging on here. That's more just xCloud gaming and my Wi-Fi not being great. Uh, but some people didn't love the frame rate. I always thought this game looked really good, like yeah. even today. Especially for even the, yeah. now, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it still holds up for what it is for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not asking for it to be beautiful. You yeah, know, it's it's you just want it to be there. It doesn't need it. Yeah, it yeah. Need you don't need a super complicated world. Yeah. It's not like you're going into houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. While I was looking up for reviews for this, I found reviews on a parent review on Common Sense Media, where it reviews things for whether or not it's good for your kid. <laughs> and this person, the Emerald Golem. Gave it three out of four stars, uh, age 10 and up, and said it was gory but fun. Good game, but hints on inflicting damage on players. There is an option to make your avatar naked and or ugly. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So they said it's easy to play and use. What's wrong being ugly? Naked or ugly. (laughs) Easy to play and use, too much violence, too much swearing, and too much sex. Sex? Um, Where's sex in this game? So I was curious about their taste, so I went into their profile, and they reviewed six other things. Destiny, too much violence. Boyhood, the movie, too much violence. No way. What? Call of Duty Ghosts, too much violence. Okay. All right. Uh, All is Lost, which is a Robert Redford movie where he's like lost at sea, too much violence. Okay. Uncharted 3, too much violence. Also, too much sex, too much swearing, too much drinking, drugs, and smoking. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Come on. Too much swearing, but they gave it five stars. Only one inappropriate scene in the whole film, where an irate character constantly repeats the F word to a car sure, dealer. it's a classic. And they said, yeah. this was also the funniest part. So I don't really know what they want. <laughs> yeah. They like it, but they don't. That is older woman. Absolutely, Kansas yeah. or something. The, the Emerald middle, Golem. Yeah, middle America. Name. Uh, so yeah, the game had a lot of increased popularity years after it was released um, from YouTubers, especially PewDiePie. Um, it, and you notice this whenever you were like hitting something and just kind of ragdolling around. That's really good for like, you know, let's play videos. And mm. that was a huge like second life for this game. 
Yeah, and and to speak on the Hall of Meat thing again, it was more of like a cautionary tale. Like that shit happens True. in some way, you know. Yeah. And I wanted to count. I thought of a counter argument in between segments of your point Ooh, of just go outside. I have been involved in some soul crushing falls in public, just skateboarding around, just riding around, yeah. and you're in the streets, especially at like a busy intersection. You hit a bump, and you just fly ten feet in front of you. All the cars stop yeah. you see their faces looking Oof, at you and you yeah. have to collect yourself off the street i feel like that hurts more than the actual fall oh yeah, yeah. it hurts your soul <laughs> are you okay yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, like, and you're like oh, i just want to fucking die now <laughs> i wish i wasn't okay honestly but i'm just gonna collect myself there's a period i don't want to get it too much in the weeds but my first job i was a butcher and i would skateboard to work every day a mile and a half to work I'd skateboard skateboard i'd skate there i'd get off at night and a part of my job was i would have to clean all the machines and that involved getting in there with all the dirty dead meat and I'd be covered in shit at the end of the day just like old meat I would smell like fish and I would collect my things my pants would be wet just from having to hose down the machines and I would skateboard home and there were so many nights skateboarding home wet smelling like fish where I wanted to die but there was one night in particular where I fell and this woman just fell on the street just hitting a bump hit, uh, hit a crack or something and this woman came up to me and she was like fully thought I was homeless because I smelled like fish. I was covered. I was Damn. wet. I was covered in shit and I was my board was like half broken and I was just skating home and she was like, do you need a ride? Do you need money? And she was handing me all these things. And yeah. Needless to say, that whole meat shit's real. And like, <laughs> you could watch it and it's fun to like th- flow, you know, throw them down things and watch right. them. But yeah, you get really hurt. You could break some bones for for sure. And, oh uh, yeah, trust me. I've, I've, you know, I've so there. I I watched that as a kid, less of like a mockery, like ha ha ha. Let's watch him break his head on. But more as like, yeah, that shit would happen if I felt like that. Yeah, so, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. 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 And for anybody who hasn't played the game, Hall of Meat is a is a mode, I guess, where you bomb off of like a ledge or something like that, and then you're trying to either break as many bones as possible. You can like curl up into a cannonball. You can like T pose. You can do like a Superman and then you're trying to just get to a point downstairs or something like that. So you're trying to do as much damage as possible, which is what that reviewer was saying of, you know, you're trying to make a game out of uh, breaking bones, but sure. that, especially at like 11, 12, 13, that's so fun. That's yeah. what you want to do. Yeah. And I remember when I was a kid, um, you know, and I was telling you guys this earlier, like that was an edition of Thrasher magazine, which Thrasher magazine, if you don't know, right. is like the premier skateboarding magazine. Um, that represented so much of street skateboarding and still does to this day. But I don't know if they still do it, but there was a section where they would have a hall of meat section and basically they would just document um, via their magazine the, the gnarliest, like hardest falls. And typically these falls, it, it would just have a picture of like the person about to fall and maybe like them on the ground fall, like as they've already tumbled. And then they would tell you like this person broke this amount of bones did this did this and um yeah even then i remember like begging my mom to let me buy this magazine just so i could flip to the hall of meat section and and be like holy shit like brian herman just broke his ankle on this thing or you know this guy smashed his face on this thing and again it was more of like a cautionary tale like wow this is where skateboarding goes sometimes you know depending on how good you get and um it's a very dangerous sport and it takes so much courage to confront that you know, danger on a day-to-day basis and be like, okay, yeah. like I could literally die doing this trick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, doing this for nothing. You yeah. Know? I try it whenever I had that friend who was into skateboarding and I tried to, I like, I remember staring into the bowl at the skate park and I just like could not do it, could not do it. Finally tried it, fell. 
And I, in my mind, was like, well, yeah, I shouldn't have done it in the first place because I fell. But I feel like part of that skate culture is it's also like an earning your stripes kind of a thing. Yeah. Like, like I remember there was this guy in college who he was also really into cruising and he had a longboard, too. Um, and one day he came back and he was like holding his front tooth and he just didn't have it. Oh, and it was the funniest shit to him. He was just like, yeah, I hit a crack in the pavement. I ate shit, lost tooth. I guess I gotta go yeah. to the dentist now. And I, my cousin was like that too, of like breaking arms being like a, okay, well, I'm, I, I learned that lesson or something. Yeah, like I'll, I'll do better next time. Yeah, no. And I think it's, uh, it's so funny how missed characterized people view this sport you know because they see this kid with no tooth or whatever happened to them and they're like oh what an idiot Mm -hmm. i can't believe he's let that happen to him but you know this is the consequence of this person facing a fear and like going for it not really i guess it's a wrong thing to consider the consequences of your actions but in some way in life in general i don't want to make this too philosophical (laughs) but what i've taken from my you know years and years of skateboarding is the ability to tackle things and to confront things that you're definitely afraid of, yeah, definitely yeah, afraid of. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember being in your shoes 100%, like all my friends yelling, like, do it, do it, do it, and like yeah. wanting to do it just for my own sake, just for the street cred, and just just knowing like I need to do this just because it's important to me to approach this very scary thing mm-hmm. and conquer it. Right. And that gratification I don't know if that's a word, but just, it would be so gratifying when you would do it. You'd land it. You'd stick the landing. Oftentimes, I would black out during the trick, you know, like getting on the rail or whatever I was doing, jumping down the stairs. I'd totally black out, and I would just be rolling away. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a miraculous thing. How often are you, you know, confronted with something like that right. in your life? I think it's so healthy for some people. You know, obviously, you don't want to fucking smash your face and hurt yourself, but it's. I think it's really healthy to be able to, you know, uh, take adversity and just do what you can to conquer it, and having that will to continue to do it. So, yeah, um, yeah. Like I am more glad that I ate shit going down the bowl than just walking away and yeah, deciding being a pussy. not to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then the next day I was like, I'm never skateboarding again. But yeah. still, because <laughs> I got that one in. So but, you are agreeing with me then? Pick up a skateboard and, and go outside. Sure. And yeah. No, no, no. You, you should play skate three. <laughs> yeah, but there's certain times when you're not able to, yeah. and there's certain no, people no. that can't skateboard. You know, based some people don't have legs, man. Shit. Nope. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> they still skateboard. There's some folks out there. I've seen videos. Yeah, 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 yeah. See. See, yeah. you, you, come on i get what you're saying it's honestly a great argument you've presented me but um but yeah there's a certain value in the i falls. say why not both why not both why not both exactly. there's room for both exactly. <laughs> so we've had a uh, recurring segment uh to give you a little bit of backstory cam uh it used to be like we were gonna say is this video game art or is it mindless entertainment and we started out with the roger eber quote where he said video games can never be art famously and he said that I can't believe he said that he said that he's got essays on it he was very adamantly until his death video games cannot be art I love that and so we had a great conversation about it with Ash we've had a lot of great conversations about it since then but we always kind of come back it basically it's such a mainstream thing now and with games like we always come back to the last of us it kind of doesn't have legs anymore most people agree that video games are art so then we went to, is it Martin or Marvel? Is it Martin Scorsese where he said the roller coaster thing? Or is it or is it Martin Scorsese artistic or more of a roller coaster ride like a Marvel movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose didn't want to be on a first name basis with Martin Scorsese, so he changed it to Scorsese or Stark. Okay. Um, <laughs> but again, we still kind of always came back to the same thing, that it can be mindless entertainment and it can be artistic at the same time. Sure. 
So I'm officially, as of this episode, Cameron, you were here to see it, ending that segment. Oh, wow. It's okay. never coming R. back. R.I.P. Why? It's just... It's just the same thing every time. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Well, okay. We'll quickly we'll quickly have it. Scorsese or Stark? Is this game art or is it mindless entertainment? It's mindless entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just spent this whole time talking about how like philosophical it was. But um, yeah, what do you think, Jose? I think it's more on the on the Stark side for sure. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I think so too. But I think there's some significance. Respectfully, in it. Yeah, yeah, respectfully. Yeah, respectfully. Yeah. I think it is mindless entertainment, but I think there's. The way it's done is very crafted, very knowledgeable. Yeah. It doesn't come from a place of ignorance like mm-hmm. a lot of other games do. Yeah, that's yeah. what's so hard to have that conversation with video yeah. games about because it's every single art form coming together. Mm-hmm. So, like, just talking about the art direction in this, I think is... Well, I mean, it's very minimalist and kind of, like, understated, but those artists put so much effort into making me buy into the world and believing the world, and I totally believe the world. So, yeah. even just on that front, it's artistic. Um, but in its place... We're going to play a game. You two are going to compete. Try not to look at my Great, screen. I know you can kind of <laughs> see it. And we're going to try to have a kind of game-specific game uh, for each episode. Winner gets to go outside and skate, I guess. Great. Uh, so this game is called Turning Tricks. And you're going to have to guess whether this is a sex position or a skate trick. Oh, <laughs> great game. Is there going to be like a buzzer? Whoever says it first. We're going to alternate, and we're going to go by points, and we have a tiebreaker if you have the same points. Okay. So, Jose, first one goes to you. T-square. Is a T-square a sex position or a skateboard trick? Skateboard. Skateboard trick? It is not. It is a sex position. I, yeah, that was a toss-up, honestly. <laughs> Actually, I, okay, I forgot. Could either way. I forgot that we're going to have uh, audio cues for whether it is a uh, skate trick or a sex position. So, if it is a skate trick, you'll hear this sound. Get, get, get. If it is a sex position, you'll hear this sound. You know I want that backside, too. (laughs) (laughs) So that one was a sex position, so you know I want that backside, too. Love it. All right, so Jose trailing with zero points, and Cameron McTwist. Is it a skate? What is it? Oh, T-square was a sex position. What is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> the receiving partner lies on their back with knees up and legs wow, apart. Wow, you got it. That's hilarious. The penetrating oh, partner going there. lies on their side perpendicular to the receiver with the penetrating partner's hips under the arch formed by receiver's legs. Thank you, Aaron. What did you say, Miles? McTwist? McTwist. It sounds like a McDonald's situation. <laughs> I'm going to say a skate trick. I think it's a skate trick. This is not going to play. I'm going to sound like a horny little dog on this show. <laughs> The suspense is building up. Right now. Yeah, yeah. It is a skate yeah, yeah. trick. <laughs> I thought so. That is a skate trick. That is a front flip combined with a 540 degree rotation. Oh, yeah. I used to do those all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was my, yeah, that was my go to. Uh, all right, Jose. Uh, one, zero. Texas two step. Is that a skate trick or is it a sex position? Sex position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skate trick. Yeah. A foot plant where the rider jumps the foot through the loop once or more. Zero to one. Cam, back to you. Uh, rusty bike pump. Is that a sex position? Oh, or? yeah, dude. I think I've done this. This is a sex position. <laughs> uh, rusty? <laughs> Why does it got to be rusty? You know I want that backside, too. What? <laughs> Similar to a pile driver, where penetration is achieved from above at a downward angle with the receiving partner bottom side up. Damn. Fucking Undertaker right there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not really... All right, two zero. Jose, strawberry milkshake. Is that a skate trick or is that a sex position? It's gonna be the opposite of what I say. So, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the skate trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, on nice. the board. 
What's that? Strawberry milkshake. Strawberry milkshake. You push the board over onto your back foot, causing the spin. Front foot is planted on the ground as the board wraps around the back foot. Then you jump back on the board. Sounds pretty cool. Oh, sounds like a dolphin flip or something. That's a real trick, by the way. I wonder if it's on your list, but... It is not. Okay. Uh, All right, so we got 2-1. Cam, back to you. Broken Eagle. That's tough, dude. Broken Eagle. (laughs) I feel like that might be a skate trick. Okay. You know I want oh, that no, backside too. <laughs> broken Should've eagle. Known. If you added rusty broken eagle, then I would have <laughs> The broken eagle involves one person laying on their stomach with one leg bent and the other straight. The person above then penetrates them. <laughs> I don't know nice, why the last dude. part was necessary. Broken eagle. Uh, all right, so 2-1. You have a chance to tie it up, and then we'll go to the tiebreaker. Backside salad. Is that a skate trick or a sex position? I want to go with the obvious fuck obviously sex position wow. yeah i knew that one. Is a skate trick a gr- do you know what it is yeah i know that it's like a 5-0 a grind yeah a grind similar to the backside 5-0 but you yeah. change the angle to 45 degrees performed with your back to the ledge that could be either or come on backside salad <laughs> yeah getting your salad toss from the backside yeah. uh all right jose this game takes nine and a half hours to beat um but kind of like SSX, where that's kind of, it, it's not really the point of it to like mm-hmm. beat the game. But is this one that you think you would pick up to, similar to SSX, play a race or two? I mean, you kind of already answered, put it down, mm-hmm. or not. I think I'm going to pick up my skateboard. Okay. Oh, damn <laughs> damn you. I thought I'd... I thought, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. No, no, no. no you, hey, it's enjoyable for crush sure. Crush my soul. Crush my soul. <laughs> um. uh, all right. So, Cam, we've been uh, keeping a ranking list of Jose's games. Um, so at number one, he has Spore. At number four, SSX Tricky. Five, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist. Sonic 3 and Knuckles. And then Metal Gear Solid at number seven. Of so, like his least interesting? Like, yes. The ones he doesn't So like. Spore is his favorite, and then Metal Gear Solid has been his least favorite. Wow. Um, Jose, so you've got spots two, three, and then eight through ten. Or you can rearrange the list. Uh, let me know if you want to see it, too. But let yeah, me know where you, let me see that. I would love to, yeah. You get a real understanding of your psychology, too, I think. Just yeah. the fact that, like, how you've ranked these games. I'm going uh, to put it at 7 where Metal Gear is, and I'm wow. going to put Metal Gear at 9. Ooh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Any reasoning why? Uh, Just sucks. Just No, sucks. it actually, I I enjoyed playing it. Like, I didn't enjoy it as much as the other games, but I did enjoy it. How do I say this? Um, the, the touch grass <laughs> argument. Touch grass? Yeah, that was a good. <laughs> oh, the touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That, that grass just fucking no. Um, oh no, not from your gameplay. Touch grass is like you play games too much. Go outside, touch grass. Like you need to right. get some. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't have anything against the game. I don't have any particular reasons, but yeah. I know, I'm making you feel really bad by your choice, but it's fine. That makes sense, honestly. Just didn't connect. I mean, yeah, something like, well, in Spore, I mentioned how I was kind of surprised that that did connect you with, with you some, so much, mm-hmm. but it, it made sense in retrospect that with how much you like like the action figure kind of crafting and filmmaking, like mm-hmm. just crafting that kind of character and building and stuff, yeah. and Spore lets you do so much yeah. of that. Um, all right, so Skate 3 at number 7, Metal Gear Solid bump down to number 9. Cam, what are you playing right now? Ooh, what am I playing? Just finished Cyberpunk. Nice. Um, big shout-out. I know we're getting into the shout-out section, but Chivalry 2. Get on Chivalry 2, guys. I was I've talking to Aaron. Dude, Chivalry 2 is sick. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's like Call of Duty, but you're a knight, and you fight people with swords That's and cool. shit. That, I mean, that is just, it's, I think it's in its infancy right now, but in the coming years... 
Chivalry is going to be a bigger name, hopefully. Maybe it might have a different name by then, but I think it's a very interesting game. Very cool physics and uh, just very interesting all in all. But Cyberpunk is what I played before. Ghost of Tsushima is super dope. I just picked that up as well. So I'm getting in touch with like all these PlayStation exclusive right. type games that I've missed out on. Um, Spider-Man is sick. I beat that recently. Um, yeah, but I think I'm going to go to The Last of Us considering the show's go- coming out right yeah, now. Yeah, love it. Um, I, I'm loving the show and uh, I think I would love The Last of Us. I'm a big Yeah, and they remastered uh, part one. Um, and yeah, I think they have, cool. Yeah, they have the trial right now I think because the show is out. Yeah. So you can try out like the first two hours or something and see if you like it mm-hmm. and then go from there. Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I've said it before I think on the podcast but part two has still stuck with me more than any other video game has ever stuck with me. Um, yeah, really, I gotta really check good. it out, man. Uh, well, I'm gonna mosey the mic on over to see if our audio wizard and former guest Aaron Dillon is playing anything. Hello, hello. Yes, I am. Uh, I am doing what's it? I guess it's my third attempt at Divinity uh, Original Sin Two. Um, one of those hardcore uh, kind of um, Baldur's Gate esque kind of RPGs, just really. Kicked my ass uh, the first couple of times, but I, I am once again trying to get to the end of the story. I am so close. Nice. Yeah, I've been really wanting to. Um, I've been really wanting to play Deathloop ever since your recommendation of it. I have it downloaded, but just have not started it yet. Jose, you mentioned yeah. mobile gaming. Have you uh, been playing any mobile games? So the game I was going to get mentioned is called Hyper Hypercharge Unboxed. And That's right. You are literally an action figure, and you're coming out of your package. That looks so And you cool. can, like, walk around either, like, the store or the room. And oh, wow, you can, that's like, not mobile? No, I don't think it's mobile. Oh, no, okay. no, no. That looks awesome, though. Uh, but it's something I wanted to check out, and, like, you can literally, like, buy new weapons by, like, stealing them from other action figures. and like. That's a great idea. Being you know what I played uh, recently that was like that was High on Life? What's that? Oh, yeah. The Justin. I started it, yeah. Oh, I can't name him anymore. He got yeah, canceled. No, he's out. That guy. <laughs> um, a very cool game. Loved his game. Yeah the whole thing it was, really, yeah. it was very similar to that looked looked oh, similar really? yeah cam do you have any uh plugs put-ons anything you're either enjoying right now outside of video games that you'd like to shout out um artists or anything like that or just something that you want to put people onto in general damn bro i remember you asked <laughs> me you told me you're gonna do this i totally forgot <laughs> um you shout out my dad love you dad i hope you don't die now yeah, that i've talked great. about you so much um yeah yeah, keep playing games. I I think um I think just be open, Jose, to 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 games as they come. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm very hopeful in this journey for you. It's so mm-hmm. exciting. There's a whole medium out there that you just are are completely unexplored, and these games that we're playing and the games that you've played, you know, they're classics. But mm-hmm. maybe pick up a game nowadays. I mean, there's some. Uh, I think games are at its best right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many great ones out there. So I would I would recommend getting a playstation or xbox or whatever tickles your fancy and uh, i'm hopeful for you i hope you have a great game journey i wish i could be you and just start over and take everything in i already chose my side too i'm gonna go playstation so i think you really should. i didn't yeah. know you made that choice that's yeah. cool or steam deck a steam deck might be interesting for oh you. yeah yeah because yeah. you could get kind of any pc game, game. yeah, yeah you any could game. do anything I, I did enjoy playing on the computer a lot more We'll, we'll try a PlayStation. Let's see how it is. <laughs> we'll try them all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, real quick put on for me. I recently discovered this artist called Brooke DiDonato. She makes what she calls uncanny eye candy. And I'll pass this around. She, A lot of her artwork is like um, usually female figures kind of meshed into like a furniture or like a, a home setting. It's just really odd. And uh, Yeah, she's like literally objectifying women. 
Yeah, they become like yeah. a couch or they become lamps or something like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, but I've just never seen anything like it before. Funky for sure. Very funky. That was a mushroom oh, wow. trip. You were on a mushroom <laughs> yeah, trip. When you this crazy. This, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think I've heard all I need to hear. And uh, we'll get you next time. Cameron, thank you very much. Absolutely. For thank you for this having was, me. Play Skate 3. Play yeah. the new Skate when it comes out. Absolutely. I know I'm going to be playing it. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. Good luck, Jose. God thank bless you. Man. Appreciate yeah. it. All right, and uh, with that, a final geek geek gear, and we are out of here.